Hello, everyone, and thank you for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. My name is Maddie Watts, and I'm a graduating fourth-year medical student going into emergency medicine. I'm the new kid on the block at EM Clerkship, and I'm excited to have y'all learn and grow with me during my time here. This is a new series about everything you need to know for residency application and interview season. I just went through this process, so I know how incredibly stressful it is. It feels like you have the pressure of your entire career, where you'll live, what opportunities you'll have, and who will be your support system, riding on the back of one application. In short, I get it. Also, I did the research so that you don't have to. I read the entire EMRA and CORD advising guide. I listened to the EM Match Series podcast on academic life in emergency medicine, read as many published personal statements as I could find, and pulled from the advice I got from faculty at my own program. Today's episode will be about the do's and don'ts of the personal statement. So to start off, how important is the personal statement? Every year, NRMP, or the people who run the match, survey all of the program directors in each specialty about the most and least important things that they considered when interviewing and ranking applicants. It's a helpful document that I suggest you take a look at, and we'll link it in the show notes. I looked at the 2021 data collected from 74 EM program directors. On a scale of 1 to 5, with 1 being not at all important and 5 being very important, the personal statement got a score of 3.6. It was the fourth lowest out of 19 personal characteristics and experiences that program directors consider when interviewing and ranking applicants. So this is not to say blow off your personal statement, but it is to say don't let it stress you out too much. So how do you get started? It sounds simple, but the personal statement should be number one, personal, and number two, make a statement. If it does these two things, is grammatically sound, and has good organizational structure, that's all you need. So here's how we're going to structure our two-part series on the personal statement. In this episode, I'll be giving you five do's and don'ts of the personal statement. The goal of this episode is to give you a good idea of the general structure and style of the personal statement, including what you should and should not talk about. Then our next episode will give you specific brainstorming questions to help you jumpstart your drafts. That's when we'll focus on how to make it personal and how to make a statement so that your personal statement really shines. All right, let's get into today's material. Five do's and don'ts of the personal statement. I'm going to read them all first, and then we'll go back through each one step by step. I'll start with the do's. Number one, start early. Number two, have good organizational structure. Number three, address the big three questions, who, what, why. Number four, check it for grammar. Number five, explain any red flags. Now let's go back through those. Number one, start early. Begin thinking about your personal statement in June or July. You want to have enough time to brainstorm, make a few drafts, and send it to several people to edit. Number two, have good organizational structure. I know it's been a while since many of us have written essays, but if you're having trouble, I want you to think back to what your high school or college English teacher taught you. Have a hook or a story for the first paragraph to draw people in. Have two to three body paragraphs that describe the qualities you bring to the table based on your past experiences. Then have one final paragraph that summarizes why you're a good candidate and what you hope for in a future program and a future career. 
If you read the majority of published online personal statements, they all use a similar structure. Number three, address the big three questions, who, what, why. What do I mean by this? The personal statement doesn't have to be some amazing work of creative writing if that's not your thing, but what it does have to do is tell the reader what they want to know, which is who are you and why is your application sitting on their desk? Here's the who, what, and why that I suggest you address in your personal statement. Who are you? Who do you want to become? What experiences have you had so far? And what experiences are you looking for? Why emergency medicine? And why would you be a good fit? Number four, check it for grammar. I highly recommend putting your personal statement through a free online program like Grammarly, or at least using Spellcheck in Microsoft Word. I listened to several program directors speak about the personal statement, and all of them said that the biggest red flag in your personal statement is poor grammar. Everybody misspells a word here or there, but the thought is, if you have months to do this, and if you really care about it, you're going to make sure it's done right. Multiple issues makes it look like it was done the night before. Number five. Explain any red flags. Maybe you failed step one, took some unexpected time off, or had poor clerkship grades. The key is to be honest, explain what happened, own up to it, discuss what you learned from it, and how you've improved since then. I won't go too into depth on writing this kind of personal statement, but it's something to consider if you feel like you fall into this category. Okay, let's review those do's. Do start early, do have good organizational structure, Make sure to address the big three questions, who, what, why, check it for grammar, and explain any red flags. So now that you know what to do, we're going to talk about what not to do. Some of these might surprise you, so stick around for the explanations. Here's the don't list. Number one, don't talk only about what you like about the specialty of emergency medicine. Number two, don't talk only about patients and not yourself. Number three, don't fail to connect hobbies or experiences back to emergency medicine and how they make you a stronger candidate for residency. Number four, don't speak in generalities. Number five, don't be the hero. Let's discuss each of these a little bit more. Number one, don't just talk about what you like about the specialty. Program leadership went into emergency medicine for the same reasons that we did. They already know why it's great. That's why they went into it. And they've often been practicing for many decades, so they don't want to be told what they already know about the specialty. They want to hear about you. And while on this subject, try to avoid cliches in emergency medicine. In other words, don't talk about being an adrenaline junkie, and definitely don't talk only about what you plan to do with your time off during shift work. Number two. Don't talk about patients more than yourself. This is a pitfall that I personally fell into when writing my first drafts of my personal statement. I wanted to talk about meaningful experiences that I'd had with my patients that influenced my decision to pursue emergency medicine. But I'd spend a paragraph talking about a patient's CHF exacerbation without talking at all about what I took away from that experience. When really, that's the most important part, what you learned from it, what skills you gained, and how that experience shaped what you want to pursue in the future. Number three, don't fail to connect hobbies or experiences back to emergency medicine and how they make you a stronger candidate for residency. To avoid sounding like you're just reading through your CV, 
Talk more about what you learned or gained from an experience rather than just describing the experience itself. Also, don't be afraid to use experiences that weren't from your med school CV. Talk about growing up on a farm or your waitressing job or your love for cooking and how these things gave you skills or insights that you will apply to your future training. Number four, don't speak in generalities. This is a big one. You may say, I like helping people. Well, that's great, but why didn't you become a nurse or a social worker? You may say, I like teaching. Well, in that case, why not become a high school teacher or a professor? Even more commonly, you might say, I want to go into academics. Well, what specifically do you want to do in academics? Do you want to teach medical students, residents? Do you want to teach continuing education to paramedics and nurses? Maybe you want to teach ultrasound internationally, or maybe you're more interested in making blogs or podcasts. Be specific about what your passions are and don't speak in generalities. Finally, number five, don't be the hero. Avoid stories where you swoop in to save the day or you caught something that the resident, EMT, or nurse did not. It may have been true in that one instance, but emergency medicine is a team sport and we're just at the beginning of our training, so you don't want to sound like you already know it all or don't have any room for improvement. Okay, let's do a big review. Do start early, have good organizational structure, and check your personal statement for grammar. Be sure to answer who, what, and why, and explain any red flags. Don't talk just about the specialty or patients without talking about yourself. On the flip side, don't make yourself the hero in every story. And lastly, don't speak in generalities or fail to connect your experiences back to emergency medicine. That's all we have for today. Tune in for the next episode where we will go over some brainstorming questions that will help you to number one, make it personal, and number two, make a statement. We'll also cover who should look over your personal statement before you submit. So keep an eye out for that episode. In the meantime, if you want to learn more, take a look at the resources that are linked in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.